Wonderful, everybody. Now, Ed's announcement totally fits in with tonight's scripture because um, it is from Mark 10. If you've got your Bible, um, it might have a QR code. There we go, it's on the screen. Mark 10, verses 13 to 16. And it says this. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. Amen. My name is Natalie. Everyone, I'm an uh, ordinant here. An ordinant is a fancy word for a trainee vicar. Um, And it is such a privilege to be at HTC. Um, When I first heard of Summer Nights last summer, I um, hadn't arrived yet um, here. I was still um, in the north. And I remember hearing about this thing, and I was like, what? What is it? What is Summer Nights? And um, now I'm here with some sort of Britney mic, and it feels like I could be in Greece or something, but I'm not. I'm not in Greece, the musical. Instead, we get something far greater this Wednesday evening and the next Wednesday evenings for the next few weeks. We get to encounter Jesus together. And it's so special. It's a bit like a Sunday, but it's, it's just another time in the week. So if you're new here, um, tonight we just get to encounter Jesus and think about God and what he is calling us to do in our world today. So this summer night series is called Walking with Jesus. The way of Jesus is for this world, our world right now, our present reality. And he is here and he's encouraging you to walk with him this summer. I hope that this is a time of rest for you after, I'm sure, a busy few months. A time for you to rest and recuperate and ask, what is God doing in my life? Where is he? Well, after reading this scripture, um, you've guessed it tonight, probably. We're going to think about children. And so Tim kind of stole my question, but I'd love it if you could just, again, quickly, just turn to your neighbor and tell them the last conversation that you had with a young person. Just quickly, go. The last time you spoke to a young person. Keep it going. Great, everyone. You've clearly had a lot of conversation with children over the last few hours, days, weeks. This is great. Your youth team's going to be full after this. Ed's sorted. He's got his youth team, Ed and Bonnie. (laughs) They're going to be very happy with their big youth team. Um, You may be thinking, um, well, tonight's passage shows us something particular, first of all, about our individual and our collective walks with Jesus. It explores what it looks like for the church, you, me, the church, to be um, disciples who bring children to Jesus. You may be thinking, Natalie, this doesn't apply to me. I don't have kids. I don't work with kids. I don't know any kids. 
Hopefully you all do. Uh, have I come to a children's team meeting? I thought it was summer nights. But no, I'd like to ask each of us tonight, if we really think about it, as individuals, we are never far away from interaction and investment in children's lives. And I want to encourage us tonight that what we may already be doing is wonderful. And God's saying, keep going. So this message is really for us all tonight. Whether you're listening um, on our live stream, it is for you tonight. So I might not be specifically teaching about Jesus saying, um, be like a little child tonight. I'm going to focus more on the story of what's going on around Jesus in this passage. What happens in, here, in this scripture is Jesus is teaching the prerequisite, what's happening before Jesus is teaching is the prerequisite for what it looks like to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 13, the people were bringing the little children to Jesus. That's what we need to do. The people were bringing children to Jesus. Wes Stafford, the former CEO of a charity called Compassion International, says that every child you encounter is a divine appointment. A divine appointment because they are precious in God's eyes. They show us the kingdom of God. They show us the awesomeness, the wonder of God's creation in humankind. And so this summertime, whoever you are, I would like to commission you in God's name to be people who bring children to Jesus in one form or another and to reflect on what role we all play in children's lives. Let's look back at the scripture. Verse 13, people were bringing little children to Jesus. These people knew how important it was to help children connect with God. We see Jesus' response to the disciples who shunned this. And it shows us even more how important Jesus thought it was. The disciples were like, what are you doing, children? Why are you here? And Jesus is like, do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Do not hinder them. Do not stop them. What are you doing, disciples? Jesus connects with children. He places his hands on them. He offers something no one else can. He heals, he restores, he blesses. We don't know what was going on in these children's lives, but Jesus placed his hands on them. I met a young child recently who told me that she was frustrated that her mum had brought her to church because she was supposed to be washing her hair. <laughs> and I was like, really? She had a really sassy attitude. But her parents knew that church was important. They were bringing her to God so that Jesus could receive her. He could pray for her and he could bless her. The hair washing could definitely wait. But there are so many distractions in life that take young people away from Jesus. And so this commission is for us all, whether we are parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, godmothers, godfathers. Maybe we've just got friends who have people who have children. Maybe we live next door to families with children. Maybe we're in education or healthcare. Maybe we're really interested in fostering or adoption in the future. Maybe we're even in HR and we have to have conversations about maternity or paternity leave. I don't know your situations, but I can be sure that we're not that far away from influence in children's lives. Maybe children even scare you a little bit. And I hope tonight you might come away with some encouragement. It is not long before we realize that we have some connection to children in some part of our lives. 
So each of us are called to be a kind of spiritual parent to, Jesus, to children. Jesus longs for each child to know him as their Lord and their saviour. And we hear so many stats about children and youth ministries declining. But God is on the move. He is longing for us to play our part in bringing children to him. So if you've been doing this role for years, if you've been praying for a child you know for years, be encouraged. Do not give up praying. Do not stop. Because God is longing for them to know him and he is at work. Um, I have the privilege of being a godmother to one of my best friend's daughters. And she uh, recently turned two and is the cutest little girl. And they're not Christians. And um, they obviously uh, were looking for someone, I guess, to just um, be a godparent who they could um, trust um, and probably just, just love this child. Um, it wasn't really about that spiritual care. But the other day, I bought her a toy and she was unwrapping it. And it said suitable for... Um, a child plus four, so I'm clearly doing very well at the um, looking after the child. Um, but whether I'm a her godmother or not, I um, get to invest in her life. I get to pray for her, to care for her, to bring her to God. And I can tell her mum too that I'm praying for her and investing in her life. So I'm not sure what's going on with her faith and where they are, but I sure know that God has commissioned me to invest in her life. I can be like those people who brought children to Jesus. And it's in God's hands. It's not mine, but I can do the job he's called me to do. Every child is a divine appointment. You know, and I know that being a Christian in a secular age is so difficult. And even more so if you're a child or a teenager figuring out the rest of life too. Nick Shepherd, the author of a book that has been so helpful to me as I have um, worked with young people for a long time, says this. Young people need to know that their lives might be useful to God. They need to be invited to spaces where they can discover faith that is plausible, meaningful, and tangible. Our children today are different to those children in Scripture being brought to Jesus. Our children have been born into a secular age where God isn't relevant. He's not even spoken about. They need to figure out how to make sense of God and to find meaning in their experience of him. But the role of those people caring for children has not changed. And the needs of them haven't changed either. They need Jesus. They need Jesus at the center of their lives. They need to know that he has saved them, that he is with them, that he is for them, that he is their friend. So how are we helping them? Do we know how difficult it is for children to be a Christian, to come to be a Christian? I wonder who you are thinking about right now. Maybe it's the child you spoke about earlier, or maybe it's just someone else. I've named the direct ways that our lives may, be influenced, uh, may influence children, but there's all the indirect ways too. We have a call to pray and to invest in children in our society as well. Of course, there are many good happening, things happening. You only have to look at the HCC website and see all the ways that we're partnering with um, youth organisations. But then there are also the continuous, terrible, heartbreaking stories of, um, of abuse happening in children's lives. And then there's the ongoing 
conversations around abortion, about pro-life, the effects of divorce on children. If you look back to the earlier part of Mark, um, Jesus talks about divorce. Just before this passage of children, he has this whole discussion about divorce. The holiday hunger of children all have ongoing effects on our children's lives. What does this tell us about how our society cares and supports for children? I saw the other day that Asda has launched an initiative whereby kids eat for a pound all summer. Isn't that great? Asda doing great things. But how can we go one step further and ask ourselves, how can we ensure kids um, both have their physical and their spiritual hunger met? If we are to ensure that we are supporting them in every way possible, the people in the scripture knew that children needed blessings from Jesus. They knew that he is the way, the truth, and the life for them. They brought them to Jesus, and he was so pleased to bless them. In one form or another, through prayer or action or support, God is calling us. And as we are commissioned as people who lead children to Jesus, it leads us to receiving something wonderful ourselves. We get to receive the kingdom that Jesus speaks about. He says, be like a little child. By spending time with them, by knowing them, we learn how to be like them. He says, be like them, and it is then that you will receive all that I have for you. Be like them in humility, in trust and dependency. Be like them when you stand up, when you speak, when you go to bed. Be playful, be ready to be taught, be ready to be challenged and encouraged. We must place ourselves in this place of humility before God to receive everything that he longs to give us. And so we are called to both bring them and be like them. Tonight we focused a lot more on the first, not to dismiss the latter, because that's a whole other message. But what we are certain of is that children are so special to God, and they must be significant to us too. They need to know that Jesus is their saviour and their friend. And so let's love this emerging generation, the way of the kingdom, the way of Jesus. It's not to pursue power or authority, it's to love the most vulnerable in our society.